Tremendous luminaries, personalities, and um, we unfortunately are experiencing perhaps a colossal loss of an astronomical level <coughs> in the um, demise of uh, my teacher, mentor, and patron. Dr. Allah Khalid Mahmoud Rahmatullah And that indeed is a huge loss, especially for those who benefited from him directly. And for those who knew him even indirectly, it's a loss. So we, we must honor. Alhamdulillah, Allah Masab, Alhamdulillah, we've been able to do. So Quran will make the knee of sending the reward of the recitation to Allah Makhadid Mahmoud Sahib. Inshallah, may Allah, inshallah, give him nur in his grave, widen his grave, give him comfort in his grave and raise his ranks in the highest ranks of Firdaus and raise him with all the other prophets and the Sahaba and the awliya inshallah and allow him to enter Jannah without any hisab inshallah Allahumma Khalid Mahmoud Sahib rahmatullahi is such a personality that uh, he, he's almost an anomaly. You don't know where to start because there's nowhere you can finish. If you have a starting point but no finishing point, then you can't start. So there, there's nowhere really to start when you when you talk about uh, this uh, wonderful human being and uh, this polymath. The Ummah has had many polymaths and we, we've just witnessed the, the death of one of its greatest polymaths and obviously great credit goes to the people who made him. And uh, most of the people who made him were also polymaths. It's only that unfortunately in the past uh, maybe 60, 70 years where the, the Ummah somehow discovered you know, secular education and bachelor's degrees and master's degrees and PhDs uh, that uh, you know people started to uh, kind of wander off into a different direction in academia uh, that uh, the, the, the Ummah has, has lost all sense of appreciation for the immense knowledge that Allah gave to these uh, people. And as I said, most of them were polymaths, especially the teachers of Allah. 
you look at those who are who, who benefited him the most of Mawla, Allama bin Nuri, who was also known as Allama, then uh, Allama Baliawi, okay, Deoband, and then Allama Anwar Shah Kashmiri, although he didn't study with him directly, but his students, yeah, then there was uh, Mawla Idris Kandelwi and the likes thereof, and you know, Shabir Uthmani and the likes thereof, and uh, no one else but uh, if it was just Qari Tayyib Saad, then he would be more than enough to to uh, inform us what a great student um, Allah Saab was. And then what I'm saying is that, is that uh, we, we must appreciate that, uh, that this level of scholarship is not unheard of. And that goes to the, the fact that they all worked and struggled very hard to learn, to understand, to synthesize, to promote, uh, to write, to debate, to talk, and to teach, and uh, do everything that was there in order to preserve the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ and promote the academic brilliance of this ummah. Yes, and, and, and I think it, it's, a, it's, it's an indictment against the Muslim Ummah of today that it does not even recognize the scholarship of these people assuming that others who may have one or two titles after their name are better scholars and so on. But I mean to that point Allama Khalid Mahmoud Sab Rahimahullah also held a PhD from Birmingham University, but he never cared for it. It was just, okay, I did it, finished class. That's the end. His passion was uh, Sunni Islam. His passion was to promote the ingenious scholarship of the ulama of Darulun Dilband. That was his passion, and that's what he lived for. And that's what he, he actually... MashaAllah was able to, to, to um, accomplish in his MashaAllah wonderful life, 98 years, Alhamdulillah, MashaAllah. So anyway, so basically what I'm saying is that uh, I, I want to just uh, not necessarily highlight, we don't have time to highlight anything because there's not enough time to talk about uh, the mastery of this man and uh, the accomplishments of this man, uh, despite the Ummah not necessarily recognizing his, his might and his mastery of knowledge in a way that perhaps uh, might have been better served. Anyway. Alhamdulillah, the Ummah takes care of its own when it comes to death and they, they, they kind of bond together. Death is seen as a time when Muslims bond together and they should. Alhamdulillah, that is great, but uh, you know, we must. We must uh, uh, try and find, uh, <clears throat> inshallah, a link with um, the past and the glory of the past so that uh, we, we can go forward uh, into a better future, hopefully, for us and for the rest of the world. And uh, Allah Makhala Mahmood, Rahimullah, represented this uh, optimism that was, I think, common with all the ulama of Deoband, that they, they were never 
negative or pessimistic, and they, they all were very positive-minded uh, people, even though they were probably severely disappointed uh, by the lack of help that uh, people around them gave them. But they did the work because it was uh, the command of the Prophet to do the work. And they, they weren't really going to calculate in a corporate uh, kind of mindset and the profit and loss and you know the, the variables and projections and all of that it, it was that they put their head down uh, as uh, work horses and they worked and the results they left in the hands of uh, Allah subhanahu so Dr. Allah Khalid Mahmoud as is brilliant and as genius and as, as masterful as he was a, 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 a polymath, okay, was also a very devout, humble uh, Muslim who believed in everything uh, that what he gave him. His uh, knowledge is obviously founded on uh, the knowledge of Wahi that came to him through his teachers, but uh, more than that, he, he, he was a dedicated servant of the knowledge of Wahi in, in the most remarkable way. Uh, nowadays, unfortunately, I have to admit that there are some people who might be graduates from certain Madaris and that they would want to slip into the shoes of being a great orator and a great khatib and a great teacher somewhere, not realizing, recognizing uh, that there, there, there was an enormous effort that preceded the places where they, they, they come in and they want to apply that 30 years ago in this country, in Chicago, there was nothing. It was an absolute jungle. Mm. So when graduates come today and they, they want immediately a position where they just slip in, to this madrasa and this masjid and that, they, they, they must appreciate the 30 years of uh, tremendous struggle that the early ulama who came here went through in order for them to actually see the buildings and the masjid and the madrasas. And uh, they should recognize that, in that you know, if, if you do not appreciate the, the work of your predecessors, then you are a total ingrate and you can't carry the ummah uh, based on this swagger and this arrogance that now, uh, yes, uh, this place is here and I want to do this here and I want to do that here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, then we made you successors of the previous generation on earth so that we may see how you do and what you do. Uh, so the efforts of those who precede us becomes now an Islamic civilizational value. So the efforts of the Sahaba with the Prophet وسلم, they must be appreciated as a civilizational value. And it is to this that the Quran says Oh Allah, oh our Lord, forgive us and forgive our brothers who preceded us in Iman. 
meaning that you work on the back of the success and the effort of people who came before you. That is now, I think, lost in uh, this time and this day and age because of the selfie culture. It's all about me. It's not about having links with the past or anyone else. And, you know, you walk into, mashallah, a fully established Muslim school and you want to change everything because the school in your mind is useless. Well, if you were that useful, you might build your own school and see what it takes to run a school. Then what will happen is that when you die, other people who come after you will say the same thing you did. Okay. So what I'm saying is that Allah Mahmud was so grateful for the teachers he had. And he saw himself as an ambassador for his teacher's works. In fact, he told me, uh, mashallah, one, one thing is that with all the great teachers Allah Sab had, I think he, the, the, the one he was the most impressed with, undoubtedly, and the one in front of whom he would place his hat of knowledge and submit that I have no knowledge in front of this man uh, is none other than Khari Tayyib Sab, Rahimullah of Darulun Dilban, as I'm sure most of you know. So in front of Khari Tayyib Sab, who's also my mentor, my teacher, Alhamdulillah, he would just submit that in front of this man, I am nothing. I am nothing. He conceded that. As much as a polymath he was, he said, this man he is beyond me. I don't know. Beyond, that is just the way Khari Sab was. You have to be there to believe what I'm saying. So he, he told me that he asked Qarisab, uh, what should I think of as I am teaching and promoting the knowledge of Deen? So Qarisab, you must believe you are representing me, that you are my ambassador. And without flinching, without asking another question, Allah Sab conceded. He didn't argue with the guy. <laughs> and nowadays, mashallah, well, well, what the heck? Uh, who is this guy to say that you're going to represent me? If I'm going to represent anyone, I'm going to represent the Prophet. Allah had much more adab than that. Well, so I'm saying that, that his immense love for his teachers is found in these minds of adab and knowledge and that's the most fascinating uh, i think feature with uh, allah sab, uh, so i was saying that sometimes uh, today that there might be people in, in in the community who might look down upon you know teaching children alif ba ta it, it might some people might say it's beyond me okay? but that's far from the truth mm, your servant here uh, has had his share of teaching young children Alif Bata. Uh, that's just where you belong. Anyway, we went to see him there in Lahore once, and uh, as he received us, this now this is the time when he's the he, he's on the bench, right? He is a justice uh, on the Sharia appellate court in Pakistan, and this is one of the greatest man in Pakistan at the time. 
right? He, he comes and greets us, you know, he greets us, mashallah, with his t-shirt or his vest and mashallah, his lungi, right? Comes and says, oh, mashallah, you're here. So, so Hazrat, we came to see you. Uh, we came to meet you and, you know, we don't want to disturb you. So, no, 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 you're not disturbing me. I'm, I'm just teaching one or two children from the, the uh, community here, from the streets, down, from the, down the street. I'm teaching them, uh, you know, how to read the Quran. And we're just dumbfounded. Uh, we, we, we just freeze, literally, for about 30 seconds. What did you say? <laughs> that I'm teaching these young children from the street here how to read the Quran. And who is this? This is Dr. Allah Khalid Mahmoud Saab. And he's saying this with such love and dedication that it obviously it shook our very foundations. If you know what this means, it means that this man is a servant of the knowledge of the Prophet That is his greatest feature, his greatest asset. That humbleness in front of his teachers and peers and devotion to service. So those of you who might undermine, you know, people who teach people Alif that you may want to you know, think again about, you know, get off your high horse or, or your, perhaps your donkey that you're riding. And understand the Prophet Sallallahu said, Man ta'allam al-Quran, wa'allamahu. Khayrukum man ta'allam al-Quran wa'allamahu. The best amongst you is the one who teaches the Quran. Yeah? Allah was teaching the Quran at every level from Alif Ba all the way to the highest level of Ishtihad, of Usul, of Kalam, of Tafsir, of Hadith, of Fiqh. So you incorporate every level of the Quran in your life, and then you deserve the title Allama, a polymath. That's what it means. So this man, his legacy is in his service. We won't even go into the type of knowledge you have. If you want to sit with Allah Muhammad and Mahmoud for, you know, one half an hour, you will see that on, in, in one minute, he's talking about the great minds of the Ummah in terms of Ghazali and Razi and He's quoting Ghazali's Al-Munqid Min Al-Dalal as if the book is in front of him. And he's quoting two or three pages. He's reading as if he's reading the Arabic in front of him. But there's no book there. He's reading from his memory. And then he's quoting Shaurillah. And then again he's quoting from his memory. Then he's quoting other great ulama in terms of Kalam and uh, theology. And then on the other side he's now going to talk about the soul. And then three minutes later, he's going to talk to you about how to debate the Shias. How to debate Shias. And then he's now going to talk to you about usul hadith and usul fiqh. And then the other side, he's going to just talk about the great scholars of Dilban and how great and mighty they were. And then finally, as you have the, you know, icing on the cake, 
he's going to share with you insights from Abu Hanifa's mind that are written nowhere on the planet. That's just a, a sprinkling of his academic ability. If you sit with him in one half an hour, you're going to get all this. And you'll be not only dumbfounded, you, you, you know, I'm perhaps the greatest moron on the planet trying to learn something from this great man. Not only do you submit that you don't have any intelligence, you submit that you don't belong there. This is Allah Khalid Mahmood. So, anyway, uh, we, 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 we uh, are honored here uh, today to, to have read uh, some Quran for uh, this wonderful person, and we, we are sending the reward to this great man. And, we are making dua uh, and so on, but uh, you know, we, we, we must appreciate his, his, his uh, knowledge uh, for the sake of, uh, inshallah, carrying on the legacy. And that is what he would want us to do. Yeah, I mean, the eulogies are fine and posthumous, you know, comments and praises uh, and dedications are great, wonderful. But uh, the, the, the rule, he, he was a true Sunni in the sense that he followed the Prophet ﷺ in his methodology, in his lifestyle, in everything that, you know, if, if you were to see him, that you, you might, some of you might have this image of this great man in a wonderful, beautiful office and he, he's there. And he's like, no, 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 nothing of the sort. You will be shocked to know what kind of humble place he lived in in Manchester. You wouldn't believe that this is the place where this one man, who's a polymath, is sitting, sleeping, eating, reading, writing, entertaining guests. Oh, it's a mind-boggling. The simplicity of the man is what made the man. And that is something that I think uh, our scholars of today should know. That is not in your ostentation that Allah gives you knowledge. It's in your simplicity, which is the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And uh, all of those who are non-ulama uh, should perhaps also take heed from this and say, okay, well, this is a great man who didn't really care for the dunya. He, he did not care for the dunya, period. There, there was no, nothing on him, in him, with him, around him even remotely suggested that he had any inclination to owning anything in the world. Nothing whatsoever. Alhamdulillah, he's obviously children took care of him, but he took care of himself. Yeah. He was never in need of money because he had other skill sets that only he had, and he was able to make money whenever he wanted to make it. But we are honored here at Dara Qasim because he is our patron. And uh, uh, alhamdulillah, he, he loved the institution and uh, he showed uh, us a great kindness and uh, you know, great fondness. And alhamdulillah, wherever I've been in my life, uh, post uh, Dilbund, uh, he's been there with me every step of the way. And he honored us uh, with his uh, presence uh, when uh, our firstborn, mashallah, was born. He came to see us, he came to see the baby. And wherever I've been uh, in the past 25 years, he, he, he's visited every house and every home I've been in. And 
anyway, so what I'm saying is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored us by knowing him, being with him, and being direct or indirect beneficiaries of his company, his du'as, his insight, his foresight, his knowledge, his legacy, and everything else. But the, the true credit goes to his, his, his great khadim, uh, his, his great valet in Manchester, uh, Muftisab, let me call him. May Allah preserve him, keep him, because he is the one who served him uh, without fail, day in, day out, and day out uh, for over two decades. Mashallah, and he deserves all the credit that we can give him, and he is his true, inshallah, representative. And may Allah give him tawfiq and give him the himma and sabr and give him everything that he needs in order to, to carry on the legacy of uh, Dr. Khalid Mahmoud. Uh, mashallah. Talking about books and some of you might have read the quote of Allah Sahib about yours truly, but the, the truth is, he read me like an open book. <laughs> I don't know my books, but you know, whenever I was with him, then, then, then if I had a question, he would ask the question in my mind and say, this is your question. He said, yes, and then this is the answer. And so we had a telepathic kind of relationship. He was very fond, obviously, of yours truly, but uh, what he enjoyed the most was the, the nagging uh, objections that I, I would occasionally throw at him. And he said, this is what I like. I mean, we're Hanafis, we love debating. Everybody else, they don't say anything. They disagree with everything I say. But you, you don't agree with anything I say. <laughs> and that's what, what, what makes a scholar a scholar. That, you know, the true... Uh, I think mark of a true scholar is that he, he not only accommodates a different of, uh, opinion, a difference of opinion, but he celebrates it and he welcomes it. Yeah. What do you say about this? Because at every statement he would make, he would ask everybody, what do you say? And usually most people stay quiet. No? That's not the way you learn. You learn by debating. Obviously, you need proof before you, you, you entertain you know, a question against the great Kalima, but the, the idea was that taking the initiative to learn more was always the way forward for him, that uh, he, he always appreciated uh, people who had uh, deep respect for scholarship. At the same time, they had more respect for the truth, that in the search of truth, I, I need you to explain this point for me. Ah, mashallah. But as I said, he read me like an open book and there, there was no time. If he felt that I disagreed with him, he would ask me, what's the problem? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so he would force me to vomit out the problem I had about whatever statement he was making. And that made him, I think, one of the most, uh, I think, formidable mentors. Ah, the most formidable mentors you'll ever uh, inshallah, see in your life where the, the, the man just laid it out there. This is it. Now I want you. I want you to disagree with me. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. So he debated, as you know, the Qadianis. He put them in their place. The Saudi government uh, are indebted to Khalid Mahmoud because it was only Khalid Mahmoud, the sole person in the 60s and the 70s that the Saudis relied upon to debate the Qadianis in Eastern Africa and places in North Africa. They sent him as their representative to challenge and defeat and destroy all the Qadiani outfits there. 
the great debater. And he debated the Shias openly. And he debated other sects and other, as you know, factions in Pakistan very, very passionately. And he wrote books against them. And his, his colossal writing, mashallah, is, is perhaps just a, another one of those gifts that he, he carried so casually as if it was nothing. But anyway, I mean, everybody's indebted to him somewhere in, 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 in his field of perception and observation. And, you know, I will conclude with this, that, um, alhamdulillah, his ability to observe was so microscopic. So, so, so microscopic. He, he did not leave anything without making a comment if uh, there was something wrong or if he felt it needed improvement. So it, it, it was just that everything, and it was instantaneous observation. It was micro and it was macro, both at the same time. And this kind of mind doesn't exist in a vacuum. He worked very hard to get to that point. And that is what he told me. That people assume that this, the you know, I sweated for this. I worked very hard. I read and I read and I read. Meaning that the, 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 the people who want to seek knowledge today, they, they read a snippet on Instagram or whatever and say, oh, no, I know what Islam is. Really? <laughs> then uh, he would just then rattle off titles of books that he read. I didn't even know those books existed. But anyway, what I'm saying is that his power of uh, observation was so immense, precise, unique, and that it, it, it was just uh, mind-boggling to be with, with this person who observes everything, everything under the sun. And he would make comments now and then on the things that he observed, in, in just in mundane life. I'm not talking about academics. I'm doing in mundane affairs. He had observations that, that, that were sometimes very cynical, sometimes very corny, sometimes very uh, formidable and piercing. But he was the real thing. So today we 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 want to thank Allah for first of all giving us this great gift in the form of uh, Dr. Allah Khalil Mahmoud. Uh, and secondly, we, we, we want to make dua for him and uh, for his family and his survivors and for Muftisab and everybody else who cared for him. And we also make uh, dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise his ranks in Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill his grave with nur and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep uh, his family and preserve his family and his survivors. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah resurrect us with him when we meet on the Day of Judgment in such a state that Allah is pleased with us all and we are pleased with Him. This is the way forward for all Muslims. But uh, after a while, inshallah, as this sinks in, right? After it sinks in, it's not, it's not sinking in right at the moment. It will sink in over a few weeks or a few months and then, then when we really miss Him because there's, frankly, for me, there's no one left in the world whom I can look forward to meeting except other than my family members here and in England and elsewhere. But, the, you know, the level of scholarship that is lost is just too much to, to 
explain in words. So may Allah keep us and preserve us. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to what is the best path for us in this world. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the best of endings, husnul khatima. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us in our grave from any kind of punishment. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us on the day of judgment from any and every kind of uh, punishment and turmoil. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be with our family members in Jannah, with the Prophet sallallahu and the other Anbiya and the other Sahaba, and with these great ulama of this ummah. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be part of the uh, community of the people of Jannah on this day in Ramadan, in this Mubarak month of Ramadan, with the Mubarak Quran being recited. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all and may Allah preserve us all. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala get rid of this uh, virus for us uh, totally, completely, that is eliminated, obliterated, is decimated and goes away and never comes back ever. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep everybody safe and secure here in this country and all over the world. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve the honor of Muslims. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, take care of those who are oppressing Muslims in this month of Nusrah, in this month of Badr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help them, help their cause. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieve all Muslims from their loans and from their debts and from their illnesses and from their sicknesses and from their turmoils and problems and worries and anxieties and frustrations and anger. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us together all together as an ummah, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be the best representatives of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayr khilqi Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabi ajma'in. Bi rahmatika ya rahmatika wa alhamdulillah. Alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.